Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today. In our Perseverance series, last week Gillian Perkins and I talked about how to stick with your plan until you succeed. So if you didn't listen to that one yet, make sure to go back and do so because it was a great conversation. This week we're diving into how to set yourself up for success from the start with your goals. This is a series repurposed from Gillian's podcast, Work Less, Earn More. I met Gillian when I started the journey of publishing Mind Over Marathon, and she quickly became my business mentor, turned into my boss, and now I call her my friend. Stay tuned to hear us talk about why you need to have a long-term vision, but give yourself smaller goals with more predictable outcomes along the way, how to use your vision to craft and support your short-term projects, why smaller goals can help you course correct faster when things aren't going as planned, and how to write an action plan that works for you. Gillian is the founder of Startup Society, an entrepreneurial community membership focused on helping you start and grow an online business. I've had the privilege to be a success coach inside her program for a couple of years now, and inside we teach online business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs how to develop passive income and flexible lifestyles through creating and launching digital products. If you're loving what we're talking about and think that Gillian could be the right mentor for you and I could be a great success coach for you in your business endeavors, then check out Startup Society. I love the community. The support and personalized feedback and guidance you gain inside is bar none. You can learn more and sign up at bit.ly forward slash Startup Society. So that is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Startup Society. Again, that is bit.ly forward slash Startup Society. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. I would love to work with you if you are ready to get started. So how you initially set yourself up with your goals is vital to your success. And I can't wait for you to hear about this in my conversation with my business mentor, Gillian Perkins. This is an episode that aired on her podcast, Work Less, Earn More, and I knew I needed to bring it to you as well. So let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, and I didn't have enough time. Until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose, and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Let's get into this first by you sharing with us the very first thing that we need to do in order to set ourselves up for success from the start. Yeah, one of the most important things is to know your why. You really, really have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you don't have a deep, and the why is that deep-seated, rooted why, not the why that uh, everyone 
wants you to have. It's your personal why uh, that's going to make a difference in your life or in your family's life. But if you don't have that, then when that um, obstacle comes, that first obstacle comes, it's going to be easier to quit on yourself or when the next obstacle comes and not. And I'm thinking about this as uh, when you introduced me as a marathon runner, I was thinking about that last six miles of the marathon. For any runners out there, you'll understand what I'm saying. But uh, running is a great because the analogies, most people will understand them. But what you can run up to 20 miles, usually fine, it, it hurts. But by the time you get that 20, um, that last six is run with heart. And you have to really know why you're doing it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to quit because it's not easy. It's really hard. And so that last six miles is that heart issue. And when you know your why, that's your heart behind your business. And so your why can't just be because I want to achieve this goal. It can't be just I want to build my business so that I make money. That's, that's your goal, but that's not your reason why. It can't be I want to run a marathon so that I can get to the end of the marathon <laughs> so that I can say I ran a marathon. Like it has to be much deeper than that. Or when things get hard, the cost of continuing to go will at least appear to be higher than the results, like the payoff is going to be. So let's say the goal is running a marathon. And if we put this into like financial terms, I'm sure marathon runners would not normally do this, but let's say you thought achieving the result of having run a marathon is worth a hundred dollars to you right now. How much is it worth to you to run the next mile? If the cost of running the next mile appears to be higher, then you're not going to keep going. And so you have to understand your deeper reason why, so that the perceived value of that result that you're trying to get is high enough that you won't give up when you run into a, an obstacle and you experience some pain or some difficulty along the way. And setting yourself up for success at the start with this why is what will get you through to the finish line. That why will stick with you. And like we talked about, it could change. Your why will change over time or as you progress, but it will stick with you. And that's what's truly important. Absolutely. Okay. So it feels like too quick to move on from this because I know that for most people, for me at least, it, this was quite a process. It wasn't just like, ask myself, what is my why? Okay, here's the answer. Next step. You might need to sit with this for hours, for days, maybe even for months. I don't think that that should be something that you let be an obstacle to continuing moving on. Like if you have a small reason why, start working towards your goal and grow your reason why over time. But it might take you a while to find your full reason why, and that is okay. But what is the next step, Gabe? Once we do know our reason why, or even as we're working on this, what's something else we can do to set ourselves up for success? So I would say this is one of the things I see entrepreneurs not doing uh, as much because we take that larger vision and we have these big, burly goals and these, you know, our results that we want in our business. And we're thinking long term and the outcome of what could happen if this business grows, um, which is a good thing to do. We need that larger vision. You need to kind of see the five to 10 years down the road. But what some forget to do is to really take that and then break it up into smaller, actually more achievable and more timely goals. And this is really important because if our, if it feels so far off, if all we're so focusing on is that greater vision and we're looking at that for our results, we're not going to see it. We're not going to see any results. And it's, it's going to make us frustrated and really 
be an obstacle for us and make us want to give up uh, before we really start. And so when you're starting, come up with that really great big vision. What is it that you could see your business doing? And and imagine, imaginations are great and and be able to decide what could this do? What, what really could, what impact could this have on yourself, on your family, on others? But then what we need to do is break it up into smaller, uh, more timely goals. And that might look like breaking it up into yearly goals or monthly goals or weekly goals or daily goals. And I know we're going to get into that, but, um, that is, that is your first step to setting yourself up for success. Well, second step really. So I see these kind of three three levels that you've mentioned so far, there are a few more levels, but these kind of three levels, this hierarchy with these three main types of goals, we could call them in a very general sense. So at the highest level, we have your vision. And so you're talking about that's, you know, your five to 10 year goal is where you eventually want to go. Now, the thing about vision is that a lot of the times it's not very predictable, your ability to create it isn't going to be very predictable. It's not going to be very clear cut. It's not just, I need to do this, 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 and this, and I definitely will get that result. It takes a fair bit of faith. There's a fair bit of uncertainty. You might work for a while and never get the result. It might take you twice as long as you think, but despite those problems with vision, there are a couple really important things that vision does for you. First of all, having that long-term vision means you know where you're aiming at, right? So it helps you to kind of organize all of the tasks and the projects that you might do so that they all are working together for a purpose. So instead of doing a bunch of random things, now they're organized towards a central purpose that you have already put a fair amount of thought into and have decided is worthwhile. So that's one really important thing. And then the other thing is once you have that vision, then that enables you to develop a strong sense of why you want to achieve that. If you are just working on tasks and projects, then most likely you will struggle to know what the real purpose of all of this is. But having that vision is having a purpose and it's going to organize everything around that purpose, which makes you far more likely to succeed at that purpose, right? If you don't know where you're going, how can you get there? We've all heard some variation of that before. So you've got the vision. And then what Gabe was just talking about is then you have these smaller goals that you are using to move yourself forward towards that vision, to turn that vision into reality. And I like to call those smaller goals projects. And as Gabe mentioned, these might be like yearly goals or monthly or daily. They're smaller. And the distinct difference I see isn't just that they're smaller and they have a shorter timeline, but most of the time projects are something that you can create and create predictable results with. If I do this, this, and this, even if it's a big project, if I do all these steps, I'm going to get the result. Um, In the last episode I mentioned, a goal that I think is a really common goal of a lot of people, writing a book. That is something that you can achieve with a fairly high level of uh, predictable results, right? Your chances of success are very high if you just do the steps. You know what you need to do. If you show up and do those things, you will write a book. Now, 
turning that book into a bestseller, becoming a bestseller, that's something that there is a fair bit more uncertainty about, right? I, I have interviewed Chandler Bolt in a few episodes, and he has a great system for taking a lot of the uncertainty out of that. Um, go look up one of our episodes about self-publishing with Chandler Bolt, um, and you'll find some great advice there if that happens to be one of your goals. But the idea of becoming a best-selling author, I'm sure you can see, is something that there's a lot more uncertainty about than just writing a book. So I like to break my big vision into these projects. Like I said, they might be big projects, they might be small projects, but the thing that sets them apart is I know if I do the steps, I can achieve the project. I can complete the project. And so I think then from there, the third level in my hierarchy of these goals um, would be the action steps. So these are the actual things you need to do to complete the project. You can't really do the project. You know what I mean? You can't write a book. You can write a word, right? You can decide what your book is about. You can outline your book. But writing a book isn't just something you can like sit down and do. <laughs> There's too many small steps in the process, right? And something to go along with that, when you break up that big vision into those uh, projects and action steps, you're actually going to be able to see results sooner. And as soon as you have a small win, it gives you that confidence to keep going. And then you can hit that next one. I call them like stepping stone goals, right? You have to get hitting up the next step. And that is how you can actually um, validate what you're doing and um, see the results. Because that is important for us as business owners. In, we need to see the results in some form or fashion in order to make it something that, okay, yes, I need to keep doing this because it's working. But we have to know that it's working. Yeah, I think both in order to motivate yourself, but also in order to be making mm, intelligent yeah. choices, right? You need to be doing things and seeing some success with them so that you know I'm on the right track and I should keep going. Because if you break it down into smaller goals and then you're failing at the smaller goals over and over and over, maybe something needs to change. Maybe you need to adjust your goal or adjust your strategy or get some advice from someone who's already achieved right. this. Thing. And if you're looking at only the vision, the big, larger vision, you're not going to understand how to do that. And it's not going to be as easy to strategize. For sure, for sure. And that is something that I love about these, what I call projects, is because not only are they more achievable with more predictability, uh, but also it means that I get to see progress, which is so important to me. Um, and like you said, it just breaks the thing down into kind of more bite-sized chunks so that I can be making visible progress. And, you know, that's something that we really try to do with Startup Society and kind of the whole um, the whole idea that started the program was that I wanted to break the big picture idea of success down into really achievable things. And I wanted the members to be able to make visible progress on their business every month, rather than doing this thing of like trying to build a business and doing kind of unrelated tasks and not really seeing any growth. So I wanted to break it down into what we call action plans. Those are essentially the projects. So an action plan might be something like write your website or find your first customer or set up your email welcome sequence. Okay, something that is a project that strategically is going to lead you to that bigger vision of building a profitable company, but short term is going to get you a very specific, clear, visible result. And then from there, we have that, that goal that is, you know, set up your email welcome sequence. But in order to achieve that goal, you have to have action steps. 
So we provide those inside the action plans. We both provide the, the instruction, the education of how to do this and why, all the information you need, but also the, the checklist of do this, do this, do this. We try to keep those action steps as simple as possible so that they're not a step like write a book where it's like, yeah, okay, and then you don't even know how to get started, right? But something that's so simple and clear cut and not multi-step, but a single step so that you can sit down and actually do it without getting in your head about, well, how, and I don't know how, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so you can do that on your own. Whenever you are trying to achieve some sort of goal, breaking it down into the projects, and those are the multi-step but achievable aspects of this, and then breaking down your projects into very clear and simple action steps. And if you come to an action step and you don't know how to do it, or maybe you think you do, but every time you try to do it for some reason, you find yourself getting distracted or procrastinating it, it's probably because it's not clear or simple enough. And so you might need to break that one action step down. The first step might need to be Google how to blank. Right, that might be your first step, and then you can figure out what the next step should be. I can attest to that and how it works because I actually, when I was starting my business, I was a part of Startup Society as a member, and I loved the monthly plan because it was like, okay, I can focus on this for a month, and then I broke it down into the week, and then I broke it down into the steps, and I was able to check them off and go, okay. I got this done and look at the progress that I made. And really it came from uh, writing my first book. And like you were saying, the book is a project, but it's broken up into chapters that are broken up into really like blog posts. And you just keep breaking it up until it's feeling attainable for you. And that's really what an action step is. You need to make it to it, the simplified version that is going to be workable for you that is going to give you that confidence to actually complete each step. I love that. And that's such a great example. You know, a lot of people have the goal of writing a book, but for some reason they don't. For some reason they procrastinate it. They put it off. They're not quite ready. They're not quite sure what the book should be about. But once you break it down into these specific steps of maybe brainstorm topics for book, choose a topic, outline the topic, you know, maybe somewhere in there, there was research, the topics, maybe you needed to do that. And then once you're actually to the writing part of the process, maybe your next step is, okay, write chapter one. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's too big. You know, some people can sit down and do that depending on where you are. I think mentally with the ideas you're going to share in your book, you might be able to sit down and write chapter one, but maybe you need to break it down. Maybe you need to outline chapter one first. Maybe you, once you do the outline, you see that chapter one has five parts and you can just sit down and write the very first part, which maybe is only 300 words, okay? The length of a, an email, right? And you can do that and that's much more attainable once you break it down. And so in this discussion we're having right now about setting yourself up for success, we're not even talking about doing the work yet. We're just talking about the initial plan that you have and what a profound impact that can have on your eventual success. And I think you're also your success through the process, not just getting the end result, but the opportunity that you have to persevere through this and to build your discipline. If you don't do these things and set yourself up for success from the start, then you might give up partway through and actually damage your sense of discipline, maybe damage your self-esteem and find yourself feeling like a failure. 
Now, I do want to be clear here that I'm not saying every single goal you have needs to be broken down with exactly this structure, okay? If you have a goal of redecorating your living room, I'm not saying you need to have a perfect vision of your living room, although I, I find that extremely helpful when I'm trying to decorate something, but I'm not saying you necessarily have to have a vision of it and then break it down into projects and then break those projects down into steps. Now, in practice, I find myself doing this subconsciously even if I don't try. Like, I just pulled this example of decorating my living room just, you know, out of thin air, right? But even that, I, I probably wouldn't sit down and write an action plan and action steps for it, but I still would do something very similar. I would start on Pinterest, looking at different uh, ideas, different images, and find some pictures that I really liked and get a sense of a vision for what I wanted my living room to end up looking like. And then I would think, okay, what projects do I need to do this? Okay, I need to buy some things, right? I need to paint the walls. I need to organize some items on tables or on bookcases, right? I need to hang some wall, some art on the wall. And each of those things really is a project because I can't paint the walls in one step. That'd be super nice, but I can't, right? I have to buy the paint. I have to maybe mix the paint. I have to buy the pans to put the paint in and pour them into the pans and get the roller and put it on the, the handle and roll it. And then I have to paint one wall and then I have to paint another, right? So it naturally gets broken down into a very similar structure as we were just describing. Okay, so the next thing on our, our outline for today's episode is to focus on the daily habits and not just the big picture tasks or projects. So what I notice about goals is that there are some things that you need to do to achieve the goal that are unique things. You do them one time and then they're done. But there are other things, and it, it kind of depends on the goal, I think. There are some goals where every step is unique. There are other goals where every step is repetitive. It has to become a habit. It's not something you do once and then never do again. It's something you have to do over and over again. The thing that immediately comes to my mind with this, although this is only one of many things, would be if you're trying to lose weight, you're not going to be like, ate broccoli, check. <laughs> Didn't eat dessert, check. That's not how it works. Like, you have to do the same things day after day. You know, whatever the system is that you're using to lose the weight, you have to work the system and those things have to become daily habits. And so that's an example of something that would be fairly different, not completely different, but fairly different from projects and action steps, right? Where you have these habits you're building each day and you just have to work the system. Gabe is running a marathon, well, not running a marathon, but uh, practicing training to run a marathon. Is that kind of like that? Yeah, it totally is. You know, I'm training right now for the Boston Marathon in the fall. Um, fingers crossed it happens, but it looks like it will. But that's exactly what happens. You have that big, large vision of running the marathon. You break it up into smaller goals or projects. And so my project right now is training for it. And I have a project of fueling for it, right? Because um, there's a lot of things, there are different aspects that go along with training for a marathon. It's not just the physical running. Um, there's training when it comes to sleep because sleep is actually really important to help your body recover and the muscles heal and all the things. Um, and so some of those are going to break up into daily habits. So what do I need to do every day in order to achieve this goal and to get to the finish line of the marathon? And it's going to come down to, well, daily, I have to do my training workout, whatever that workout is, unless it's a rest day probably strength training, um, fueling right, sleeping. And those are daily habits that I 
will create. And if I take a day off, it probably won't matter much. But if I take two or three or four or five days and I don't have the consistency, then the goal is either not going to happen or it's going to take a lot longer um, or I'm going to start losing the confidence in myself to actually do it. And so that's really why these daily habits have such a strong, they're really necessary for us to build. And that's in, in our daily life in anything that we do, but especially in our business, because if we take our hand off, I think about the analogy of a well when you're pumping water. So uh, if you have an old school well, you have to pump, 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 and nothing comes out for a very long time. But eventually the water will start flowing. But what happens is as soon as you take your hand off that pump, it stops. And that's like, that's kind of the same thing with momentum or with our daily habits. If we don't continue with the momentum or don't keep the consistency, then our hand comes off the pump and we have to start from the beginning again. And who wants to start from the beginning, right? And so the daily habits really matter. And one thing I would like to note about the daily habits too, is I sometimes as business owners, we get overwhelmed or as entrepreneurs uh, to think about all the things that we have to do in the pro to get the project done. We need to focus on the one step at a time, focus on the daily thing, and maybe break it up to say, I have one or two or three main things to do each day in order to get my built business further. Some people might have to hustle harder at, in different seasons, but if you focus on those main one or two or three things, then it's going to be easier to stay consistent. Absolutely. I love your analogy with the pump. I've experienced that with a lot of things in my life. Um, just like with exercise, you know, I'm sure anyone who has ever had like an exercise routine has experienced this, where as long as you are exercising, you're slowly building your strength. And then if you get sick or you go on a trip or something and you take even a couple weeks off, you come back and you're just like, where did all my effort go? You know, you feel like you're starting back at square one. Fortunately, it's not quite as extreme as the pump situation actually is, right? Because we are growing humans and we are actually strengthening our bodies. And, you know, eventually I think you would lose all of your progress, but we lose our progress a little slower than right. the pump loses its progress, right? And especially mentally, if we are building our strength mentally, and then we get sick and we can't go to the gym for two weeks, we might come back and our bodies might be weaker. But if we have already built those positive habits of going to the gym, then fortunately, we're not starting all the way back at square one. But at least the contrast of going from like having that good habit and finding it like easy to go to the gym every day, and then breaking your habit, whether it was intentional or unintentional, in your control or out of your control, right? You know, maybe you can't control if you get sick. But you go back to the gym and it is hard to get back into the routine. It feels a lot harder to just to go to the gym, right? And I find that even with something as simple as like going to bed on time or eating healthy food um, or, you know, working different systems in my business, where as long as I keep the momentum going with those habits, it's pretty easy to keep doing them. But when I lose the momentum because I get distracted perhaps by something um, or talk myself out of it, it's so hard to get back into it. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads really well into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was understanding the benefits of the process. So often we see, and this, you know, this relates so closely to understanding your why, but a lot of the time the why is closely tied to the end outcome. But if you're working on one of those goals where you aren't really seeing real progress or real results between now and the finish line, for example, with running a marathon, 
if your end goal, of course, is to finish the marathon. So yes, you are seeing like, okay, I'm another mile down the road. I'm another mile down the road, but you're not really getting any result until you get to the finish line, right? You're not like at all getting the result you wanted. So with those types of goals, it can be really hard to stay motivated. And, you know, we're going to talk later in a future episode about ways to keep yourself motivated when you're not motivated. But in terms of setting yourself up for success from the start, I think it's so valuable to get clear on some of the benefits you're going to see, maybe even some of the results you're going to see during the process so that you aren't 100% just focused on that end outcome and you don't feel like you're failing until you reach the end outcome because that is really discouraging. So instead, if you can just spend a little bit of time thinking about some of the benefits you're going to get from the process, then I think that goes a long way towards setting yourself up from for success and also to have a better mindset and get better results throughout the entire process, really. Because a lot of people have shared their experience with having some big goal, maybe it was some career goal or some money goal, um, or even a weight loss goal. And they thought, oh, when I lose 100 pounds, when I make a million dollars, then I'll be happy. And then they achieve that goal and they find themselves faced with the reality that they're no more happy than they were before they achieved the goal. You know, they have a brief moment of satisfaction, but it doesn't really change how they feel about themselves. Um, and uh, then they either just backslide real quick because, well, that didn't, you know, feel the way I wanted it to feel, or they just move on to the next goal and they find themselves just as miserable working towards the next goal as they were working towards the first goal. Um, but taking some time to get clear on the benefits you're going to get from the process itself I think is so valuable to avoiding that situation and also enjoying the process so much more. Yeah, I would equate that to climbing a mountain. And so there's a big process in climbing a mountain and uh, it, it takes a while, right? It's not easy. It, there's going to be some little difficulties or stones in your way or things you need to step through. But the summit is your large vision. And when you reach the summit, that's not even a, I mean, that's just a tiny blip in the actual mm. process. And if you aren't taking the time to uh, learn as you go or to grow yourself or to really just enjoy the views, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on the actual joy of the journey. And when you get to that summit, if you are taking that time to learn and grow, you're going to look back and realize you're a whole different person just because of the experience that you had getting to that spot. Absolutely. That's a great analogy as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.